Hello and welcome to Conversating with Carmen and Christina. I'm Christina. And I'm Carmen. And today we are talking about a British television series, We Are Lady Parts. Now, I actually first uh, learned about this show. It was one of the screeners for um, Film Independence uh, Spirit Week, the Spirit Awards. And it was, so the pilot was one of the screeners and I watched it and really liked it. So I thought that this would be really good to discuss on the podcast. And Christina was kind enough to <laughs> indulge me. Oh, I mean, that makes me sad that you said that it was a screener for the Spirit Awards. Because I'm looking here at the awards that it won. And I don't see that it won a Spirit Award. And I do consider it as something that should be an award-winning series. Yay. Okay. <laughs> we are starting out on a high note. I am excited. Yes. So let me tell y'all, um, for those who have listened to previous episodes, I'm sure you're well aware that Carmen is the one that introduces me to these weird British shows that I don't really like very much. They're just not really my style. Jesus Christ. This is like a bullet to my heart. Just no, I'm, 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 I'm speaking the truth here. You know, I don't really like those weird British shows, but <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Let me tell you, this one, it did grow on me. So I started watching it and initially I didn't really like it very much, but then I continued and watched the entire first season. And ultimately I have to say, I do like it, but, but the, the, the start for me was kind of a bit of a, a slow start when it came to really liking the show and the, everything about it, the characters, the, the premise, everything that was going on. It took me a little bit but I okay. did liking it. So for those of you guys who are listening, um, who may or may not have seen the show, um, so this is about an all-female Muslim punk band in the, um, in the UK, and they're trying, this is the lady parts, and they're trying to become famous, and they need a guitarist because they want to play in this festival, and they want to kind of go to the next level. And our protagonist is Amina, I think that's her, her name, uh, who is a PhD biology student, Yes, microbiology PhD student. And she teaches guitar part-time to little kids and she's very shy and she has performance anxiety. She cannot perform without puking or getting diarrhea, but they end up coming together. And she's also very marriage-minded. She wants to find a husband, Um, but they end up coming together in this band. So, okay, so what was it that kind of struck you or like turned you off or, or whatever initially? Okay, so this character of Amina, there were some times, especially in the very beginning, that it was it was like kind of painful to watch because she is just so painfully awkward, like so awkward. Like, for example, when she was on a date with um, man, what's this? uh, What is his name? Um, Asan. She was on a date with Asan. And, and, and the whole interaction was just awkward and just, just so much of her persona just really stereotyped that awkward girl, kind of like um, there was that movie with Freddie Prince Jr. And um, she's not, she's all that. She's all that. Like, you know how they have that girl that's just like super awkward. Um, but then, you know, she gets the makeover and she's super cool. This show didn't have the, she gets the makeover and she's super cool. She stayed awkward the entire time, but by the end of it, it wasn't 
painfully so like she she was still herself but it wasn't um just the way she was in the very beginning it was just hard to watch sometimes no so I I can agree with that like it was kind of like you know she had the whole you know puking and you know diarrhea thing she kind of seemed like she really didn't have she wanted to be married but like didn't really have much I like much idea about how to like interact with men or at least men that she really liked but she did gain confidence throughout. And I think actually one of my the funniest scenes to me was when Asan came to visit her at the lab and he's, you know, just kind of talking and checking in and she's just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. Oh, you stopped by. Oh, I have things to do. Just not paying him any attention right. whatsoever. He was so clueless. And like, he wanted to go to this concert with her and he was like, so like whatever concert people are in town and she's just like, oh yeah, I heard about that, but I'm so busy with all my schoolwork and this and that. And it's like, wow dude like he was gonna ask you to go with him (laughs) actually no I think that was a good thing because you remember when she first met her she was you know she already kind of created this fantasy in the mind of like she didn't even know him but she was ready to marry him based off of what passing him you know on campus and thinking he was cute and here she truly was not bothered because at first you know when she was all you know uh hey so um have you thought about marriage Have, have you thought about what you want next what are you looking for he was really turned off and that was the whole like we can just be friends. She, the second part, she was unbothered. And I think that gave him the space to like think about his feelings. And also sometimes guys, it, it, it let him chase her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely it was an improvement to how she was when she initially met up with him. So one of the things that I really liked about the series is I feel like I don't ever really watch anything that really showcases Muslim women. Like you may have a character or two that, you know, is Muslim, but not in whole cast, not like a whole ensemble and not um, the way that we see these ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. That's one of the things that I liked about it as well, because you're right. I mean, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of Muslim people on tv or if they are it's not anything that i've really watched and like you said there may be a character or two but not the entire cast or at least the entire main cast so that was interesting and it was especially interesting that you did have some characters that did kind of be more of the stereotypical muslim woman like amina's best friend and that whole girl gang they all i feel like were a lot more stereotypical with being um, very conservative but right. then the her, her other group of friends that she met that were members of the band, they weren't what you would expect. They right. weren't the, the, the conservative type, but they still valued um, certain values and, and they valued their religion. And, and they were mad when they were misrepresented as people who, who didn't care about their religion and, and, and certain morals and values and whatnot. And so I thought that was interesting that they they did show both sides. They showed what you would expect, the more conservative women, but then they also showed women who aren't like that. And I think that's important to see. Well, I think even with the, you know, uh, Amina's friend group, like Nora and, and, and the girls who are, you know, getting married and, and that clique, there is even still differences. Cause I think like, when I think about Muslim representation, I think about, you know, episodes of Law and Order SVU, like anytime there's a Muslim woman on there, there it's an episode about honor killing or something like that. and we're not tackling this here. You know, it's really just about them and their lives. And even when it comes to the band members, they were all 
different in some ways. Like, uh, let's see, who was it? Um, Sarah, who, you know, she wore, you know, wore her hair out. Amina and I think a couple of the others maybe wore the hijab. Um, and then uh, the band manager, she wore, what's the full-bodied one? Is it a niqab? I'm not entirely sure. I want to say what I'm thinking, but if I'm incorrect, I don't want to offend anyone. So I'll just say I'm not entirely sure. I think, let's see, we're going to look at it here. Um, but anyhow, she's, you know, wearing the full uh, body garb with just, you know, the, the eye slit. And so, yes, it's the niqab. Maybe a burqa? No, 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 no. Um, the one I'm looking on Wikipedia says the niqab is the, it shows the picture of the full one. I thought the burqa well, was. Well, because I see, I see on the internet, um, the definition of a burqa looks kind of like how she was dressed. Because you can only see her eyes. Okay, so here it says, the term niqab and burqa are often confused. A niqab covers the face while leaving the eyes uncovered, while a burqa covers the entire body from the top of the head to the ground with oh. only a mesh screen allowing the wearer to see in front of her. Okay, so then it's it's what you were saying then. Yeah, I think that's All it. Right. And FYI, if I am messing up these names, which I probably am, please forgive me. I am not doing it intentionally. But yes, so, and I feel like anytime we see a woman like that, you know, this is the type of woman, I, didn't, I know I've been guilty of, this is the type of woman you expect to be the very dutiful wife in the house, no interaction. And she's the manager of, you know, of, of, a rock, of a progressive rock band. So I really liked the way that they played with that. And, and we got a chance to see, you know, who they were, but also their relationship with their religion. And like you said, the importance, you know, how important it was to them. Right, definitely. And another thing that was interesting was not only seeing the main characters who were the girls in the group, but then different people around them, like family members, like Amina's parents, especially her mom, they were so cool. Yes. <laughs> and it, it was very funny too to see because when when they were doing the marriage interviews, because it felt like like normally I think you in a situation like that, you see where the parents are pushing the marriage and like the daughter is like. I don't know. But it seemed like Amina was the one pushing the marriage. Right. That's how it seemed. And the parents were, were like bringing up these things that would make her not necessarily a good match for somebody who is more conservative. Like you see that man in the living room, him and his parents were like horrified at some of the things that the parents were saying, like, oh, like she plays guitar. And, and, you know, she's like, no, no, don't, don't say that. Or, you know, I mean, even like her, uh, her, 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 um, what is it? Uh, hijab being mm -hmm. like too colorful. Like, right. And I was like, she, it's not like she was out here wearing like neon colors or, but yeah, it, I was just like, girl. And, and it was interesting because the mom didn't even wear a hijab. No, she didn't. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then Sarai's family, I oh, I felt so sad for her, but I love the fact that they really kind of went into that backstory because Sarai, she was very rough around the edges and she wasn't quick to you know, necessarily fully open up to people or trust them or give them personal information. And so I really appreciate the fact that they went into her backstory. You saw her family and the way her mother treated her and, and you knew about her sister that passed away and all of that made it make sense that she was the way that she was. Sarah's mother was interesting because there's that moment where Sarah falls asleep on her sister's grave and, um, 
you know, they're covering, you know, and then we, she wakes up to somebody covering her with a blanket, which I thought was just such a, a loving touch, but then they have this conversation and you realize just the rift between them. And, but, but I thought that that was one of those things that just made it more real and authentic because you can tell her mother loves her, but her mother, there's something, there, there's something between them that is keeping her from accepting her daughter or understanding her daughter or, you know, any of that. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of layers to it. And I think a lot of it probably has to do with the sister that passed away because that conversation where the mother was talking about how Roxana was, she was the wild one. She was the bad one, but Sarai, she was the good girl. She was the one that was supposed to, you know, be, be the one that, that just does everything right. And so I think that put a lot of added pressure on her. And then also, I think that kind of explained like why her mother was so um, wanting her to be a certain way because of what happened with the sister. And I don't think they really, did they say how her sister passed away? I was just about to ask you if you remember that. And I do not remember. Um, I was trying to look up like a recap or something. See, like my brain is bad. I need recaps. Like I need... I used to take such copious notes. Yeah, I, re- I remember. Uh, for those <laughs> That's when we would be here for like two hours. <laughs> for those of you who listen to our um, Sister Chiefs Dissecting Grey's Anatomy podcast, you could tell that there was a lot of notes taken um, with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how the sister passed away. But regardless, I think that did kind of add to how um, the mother started viewing Sarai because I think now she feels like she only has just the one child to put all her hopes and dreams and and everything on as opposed to oh well I have this one who's who's good and this one that's bad and now it's like well now I only have you so right and I think that the difficult part is that like and I I know it's hard I'm not a parent so you know I, I can't judge but it's it's hard when your parents put you like as a child it's hard when your parents kind of put you in that box of like you know the troublemaker or like the good one because that's a lot of pressure and you have to kind of be able to you want to be able to be seen authentically for who you are you know whether it's you know good or messy or whatever and in between and you know the sad thing is is just you're she's never going to be able to know what Sarah can truly be if she's only insists upon seeing her in this one little box or in relation to a sister or as the mess up. And that's, and that's really sad. What did you think about when, um, cause Sarah had this whole thing with her boyfriend who was like not her boyfriend, but then kind of reluctantly her boyfriend. And especially when he got upset that he didn't, that he didn't even know that she had a sister. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I could see his point of view, like why he would be upset about that. Because if you're in a relationship with someone you should know that about them. That's like a huge part of her life. And yeah, but haven't they only been messing around for like six months before he asked her to like be official? Well, let me tell you, if I was in somewhat of a relationship with someone for six months, even if it wasn't official yet, I, I would hope that I would know an important piece of their life by that time. So I understand why he you know, would feel a certain way about that. But I especially felt really sad for her when she like finally kind of, you know, she opened up to him and she made that phone call and left that voicemail recording talking about um, her sister. And then when she approached him in person, 
to to like kind of let him she wanted to let him know that she wanted to be with him and he was just like I'm gonna let you be free and well and then um well and before I think when she left that voicemail he never called her back right and so it's like really dude like you're talking about oh I'm so mad that you didn't open up and then when she does open up he's gonna be unresponsive and then just ultimately like well I'm just gonna let you be free and that's the thing that kind of pissed me off because I was rooting for them. And let me tell you, I liked, uh, what, what's, the, what's the other girl's husband, uh, the black girl? Uh, what was her name? Um, do, 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 do. Aisha. Uh-huh. So I liked her husband at first, but then when he was, you know, just, look, I want to introduce you to the girl and really trying to, you know, put them together. And I just kind of felt a little bit like, it, 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 like I understand his point a little bit, but it did feel a little bit, like, dude, they, they just had this argument. Let them work it out. Yeah, I did not like that at all. And with the timeline, I think, you know, they weren't broken up at the time. Like, they were still together. Like, yeah, they had that that little thing where, oh, well, you didn't tell me about her and I should have known. But it wasn't the next step of well, I'm breaking up with you. Like they were still together. You shouldn't be hooking him up with other people. That yes, and I, and I wonder too if that's maybe a difference in the way that men and women think sometimes about relationships. About kind of like, well, you know, we're together. Like whether it's a okay, we're together, and this is what this means. No other people, or where like, yeah, I'm seeing you, but like you know, hey, I will also keep some, you know, some people in the back pocket just in case. Like I'll keep my options open. Uh, either way, it just, it felt a little slimy. And then towards the end, I think in the last episode, when she went to see him and he was like, I release you, be free. It, I couldn't tell like whether they were breaking up or whether he was just like, I recognize that you aren't ready to be in a relationship. So like, we'll take away the relationship part, but we will still deal with each other. I don't know. It seemed like a breakup to me. Yeah, I was a little bit confused by it because she was smiling. And I, I think she wanted to like be with him, but not with the pressure of being with, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was kind of confused about that. Okay, so question, who out of the, all of the people in Lady Parts, who was your favorite person? Ooh, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily had a favorite. Um, ooh, I think if I had to, had to, had to pick one, I think I would probably say Sarah. I, yeah, I think I really liked her too. Um, I also did really like Aisha. Mm. Am I, am I picking the right? No, wait a second. Which one was Aisha and Bisma? No, Aisha, sorry, was the mean one, wasn't she? Um, yeah, Aisha was the one whose brother Amina liked and then Bisma was the one with the husband and the daughter. Okay, so when I was talking about Aisha before, I meant Bisma. I liked Bisma. I liked Lucy as well. I liked that, you know, she was gonna, you know, get them on social media and get them out there. Like, even Montez. Wasn't it? Um, no, I think the actress's name. Oh, is oh okay. Montez. Yeah. Um, Montez, I liked because she decided to take their, their, uh, fate I guess into her own hands and start making opportunities for them as opposed to just oh well maybe we'll audition and maybe they'll pick us but no 
she puts them on social media, gets them a bit of a following there. And then the magazine article didn't end up working out exactly how they hoped, but you know, she was still putting forth effort to put them out there. And then ultimately she was the one that brought the band back together by telling Sarai to apologize to everyone. And she was the one that got them their own gig at that weird abandoned area. But I thought that was really cool that she was able to do that for the band, like with especially like creating the own gig, like, okay, instead of just playing for all these weird people or hoping we can play for them, we'll just do it ourselves. And, and I think that that honestly made the most sense. And it, it felt the truest to um, who Lady Parts are. And because, okay, and we can talk about Zarina because we, we need to have a talk about her. But, you know, pairing up with people like Zarina, pairing up, you know, trying to just find these random gigs. I mean, what was that bar with like all of these just like random white Brit dudes? Um, like that was never going to be them. People were never going to appreciate them. They're an indie kind of underground band and they right. need to be able to show themselves off in that environment. So you could just tell the difference with people who wanted them to be, wanted to be there in their authentic space as opposed to when they're being shoehorned in somebody else's mm -hmm. space. Yeah, so I, I liked seeing the growth in, in them from just at first trying to, you know, we really want to do this like band thing. And like, that was the whole thing at the beginning. Like, we're going to audition for whatever this thing is. But then like, ultimately it was like, no, we're just going to do this on our own and, and we'll find our people and our people will find us. And they saw on social media, there were, you know, little girls just like them who, who you know, were their fans. And I thought that was really cool. And I think that that was the difference. Like the first reaction they got to that article was, it seemed like all of like the people who were like Noor or who were like, you know, the, the husband guys that, you know, um, Amina had been going on dates with. Those were the people who were going to be offended. But, you know, then they broke through that and they got to everybody else. Honestly, I'm actually kind of surprised that Sayera was so anti-social media because, you know, social media really can be, you can harness it however you want. And you can show whatever angle of yourself you want to show. Yeah. I don't think they really went into why she was like that. But I mean, some people are just kind of weird like that where they're anti-social media, but. I mean, it, I kind of am too in some ways, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, especially in a situation like this, where they had that magazine article that did not represent them correctly, social media is especially important because how are you going to counteract things that are fictitious unless you have a platform where you can speak your truth so I think that's part of the importance of them getting on social media and connecting directly with people or even just like even if it was like showing clips of them you know performing or with their songs mm -hmm. or rehearsing I, I think like those you know kind of things got traction and at least just to be able to put out your own message and not have to go through a filter so when you so how did you feel about Zarina like did you feel that she was a snake or did you feel like she was like genuinely doing what she thought would help them? She was most definitely a snake because she misrepresented them. And that's, that's not cool. I, I didn't like what she did to them at all. And that's the thing. I think that her, like what ended up happening felt snake-like, but I honestly couldn't tell if she was going into it like with that, with that angle in mind, or if it was more of a, okay, this is what I did for myself. 
or for other people to like get you on social media. I know it works. And it was just a bad fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a bad fit and the girls weren't savvy enough to make a demand such as before this, this goes out for the general public to see, we need to read it and have final approval before it goes out. Right. It kind of reminds me a little bit in some ways of, um, of Atlanta. Uh, now, of course, Mumtaz is, is not as flaky as, as uh, Ern is, Ern's character, Donald Glover's character. But it kind of reminds me of that same, of a similar vibe where, you know, in Atlanta, Paperboy is trying to become a rapper and he's, um, you know, uh, his cousin is, is managing him. But they're still, you know, kind of doing this on the, you know, the ground level and trying to build up. And it kind of, pardon, this show kind of gave me some similar vibes with that, just in like in a slightly different way. Okay. Well, I have not seen Atlanta, so I'll take your word for it. Crap. You know what? I keep mean, like every time I watch a new episode, I want to be like, Christina, did you say, I'm like, Christina does not watch the show. (laughs) We're going to remedy this because there are definitely some episodes. Actually, I have no clue what you would think of Atlanta. And just for that reason, I feel like we need to do an episode Mm. where you watch some episodes and then we can talk about that. But that's another episode. Right. So um, what else? Have we left anything off? Have we talked about everything? Yeah, oh, we no. And, yeah. Sorry, we, we had to talk about the music because that's a big part of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the majority of the music I did not really like. It's not really my style of what I would enjoy. But I actually did kind of like uh, that song. What was it Bashir with the good with the beard? Good beard. I, yes, I, I like that. <laughs> I did like that one too. I think another reason why I like the show is because it felt like, you if you ever watch a show that has like minorities, but you can tell that it's like either not written by minorities or not for minorities, like it's mm. for somebody else's gaze. Right. This show felt like it was written by Muslim women for like Muslim women or the Muslim community. And so I felt like I was a spectator. So I, there were a whole lot of things I didn't understand, but it was just like, whatever, I'm just going to sit back and like, I can pick up context clues and just kind of witness and be a part of it. So I appreciated that. Well, and it's funny because um, at one point they even said, they were like, this is bias for us and I was thinking like oh that's just like fubu for us by us exactly exactly so I appreciated that um music wise you're right like would I sit here and, and blast some lady parts from the car like or is this like my first go-to cd music now but I will say that whenever I watch movies like this especially like with like rock bands or punk bands it makes me like want to join them did you watch um Oh, what was that? Freaky Friday when Lindsay Lohan was in like her, they, she had yeah. a band. Uh-huh. Like it made me like wish that I could sing so that I could be in a band or like go learn to play a guitar or something so I could be part of it. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I would have those fantasies of being in a band and I think it'll be a lot of fun, but I, I don't think anybody would want to listen to me. Well, you know what I thought was interesting about the music was they were self-taught musicians, so they weren't that great. Mm. And I don't think that they were that great singers anyhow. Like Sarah was good, but I feel like the like Amina and some of the background singers weren't that great. Oh, well, Did maybe there is hope for me. Maybe I can join a band. That, that's what I liked. It felt aspirational. Like I too can at least chime in on a chorus somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> well, 
And if, uh, you know, if we record an album and the producer puts in some auto-tune, I could sound really good. You know what? Everybody has auto-tune these days. You know what? If they can get it, I can get it. We can fix it up. Actually, you know what? Oh, you could be like Roger Troutman. Like, didn't Roger Troutman in, in cool? No, he... He had the, was it, it wasn't auto-tune. He had the, what was that thing? He had the vocoder? The vo- I don't know what he had, but no, that would not be my style. I'll, I'll I mean, do you know, auto-tune, I that specific not- thing, but you know what I mean? Like, at least the electronic thing that you put in. T-Pain does the, the auto-tune yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but he was, does that too. Yeah, the, the intro, the custom, the, the, he had the electro-harmonics, the golden throat. It was a, a custom-made talk box. Look, either way, we can find something and make it part of the act. So that way your albums sound the same as your live performances. See, we can do okay. this now. All right. Well, <laughs> hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll let all you listeners know if we ever uh, form a band. So, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I think we pretty much said everything um, about this show. I did see on the Internet that it it was going to possibly get a second season so a second season's been commissioned yeah so i'll watch the second season because ultimately i did enjoy it um yeah so i would recommend it i would recommend giving it a watch and i would say to actually go ahead and watch the whole first season because that's what makes it really good kind of seeing the girls all kind of come full circle because if you just watch the beginning, you may kind of stop because it, it the beginning may not be the best. At least it wasn't for me. But if you continue and watch the whole thing, it's good. And I will say I was the opposite because I really loved the you know beginning. I, it hooked me because I was immediately like, Christina, we have to do this. But I, I agree. I think that it's one of those things where it, it might take you an episode or two to buy in. It's like if the world is just so different and so specific, but it really, I think, has a lot of universal themes about friendship and romance. And um, Mm -hmm. it's just very cute and sweet. Yeah, definitely. And, and I really, I did like the friendships that developed. And I liked the, the things that had to be overcome weren't just like, okay, in one episode, she has stage fright and the next the stage fright is gone. But no, like the girls were really working with her throughout the entire season. And even in the very last episode, the stage fright wasn't completely gone, but it was improved from yes. the, the episode one to, to the last episode. It, it got better and better. And yes. I appreciated that because you could see like, okay, with the help of her friends, she was able to overcome this challenge, but not completely. Like it wasn't just some magical, oh, okay, all of a sudden this problem is solved. There And there were a lot of different issues and problems that the girls were dealing with. And it wasn't just like, oh, problem gone, but you, you could actually kind of realistically see them going through things. And I like that aspect of it as well. The, the pieces of it that I felt were, I, I think, kind of realistic. And I, I liked it. I, I absolutely agree. Although my only thought when she puked at like the bucket before she went on stage, uh, I was thinking was just at least this is coming out of the front end because she was having problems with, you know, the vomiting and, and diarrhea. She, if ever she gets into a spot where it's coming out the wrong way, I don't know, this might've been a, a completely different story ending. Yeah. Yeah. She was lucky about that. Maybe she can just like <laughs> just take some emodium before she goes on stage. Ugh. 
well you know season season two i think she'll probably be even better with uh with the stage fright so we'll see what issues they're dealing with next season but i do plan to continue watching yay i'm always so happy when i like find something that gets the christina stamp of approval (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this one's got it all right so yeah we'll keep watching this show and i think it's recommended from the both of us to check it out and you know continually check us out see what we're talking about you can find us on twitter instagram at carmen and chris c-a-r-m-e-n-a-n-d-k-r-i-s you can find me on twitter instagram facebook at miss christina 617 that's m-i-s-s-k-r-i-s-t-i-n-a 617 and carmen where can they find you you guys can find me on Twitter at Carmen Bree, and that's uh, C-A-R-M-E-N-B-R-I-E. And until next time, guys, take care.